You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. We're talking Pirates baseball with Adam Barry, our Pirates reporter. Adam, we thank you as always for the time and a big win for the Pirates on Monday night, defeating the Giants 8-5. to And uh, Ryan Vogelsong got the win. He was not terribly sharp, but I think we can kind of forgive Ryan for that because his emotions must have been all over the map on Monday night, of course, returning to uh, San Francisco where he spent many years, a key part, a very key part, of two world championship teams in uh, 2012 and 2014. And I'm sure it goes without saying that last night's start – and the entire day, a very special moment for Ryan Vogelsong. Yeah, it was a really neat moment for, for Vogelsong to come back to the city. That, that means so much to him and the fans. You know, they mean so much to him, and you know, he clearly means a, a whole lot to them as well. So the ovation beforehand was, was pretty incredible to see. Uh, not too often you see the opposing starting pitcher get the loudest ovation of the day, hmm. but that's what happened. Um, so I think the, uh, the emotion sort of got the best of Vogelsong. He's typically a pretty stoic guy. He even admitted that, uh, you know, he said the the performance itself was kind of a wash. Uh, not quite as sharp as he'd been in his last two starts, but you can chalk that up just purely to the emotions, I think. Yeah, I agree. And, uh, you know, he still did get the win thanks to some uh, nice offensive support from his teammates as they put up uh, eight runs for him. And, uh, you know, obviously the big story, the bigger story with Vogelsong is coming back from that horrific uh, beating he took a couple of months ago uh, when he was uh, batting, of all things, not even, a, you know, a ball batted to him as a pitcher. This was suffered uh, as he was a batter. Any ill effects from that whatsoever as he talked about, you know, uh, flinching if, if he's at the plate batting or if a ball comes near him? Any, any sort of uh, ailments like that, or has it been completely uh, smooth sailing so far? No, it's been pretty smooth sailing, and I think that's kind of impressive that you know that whole part of the story almost flew under the radar. Uh, yesterday when we were talking about that start, it was just all about him coming back to San Francisco, not him you know, still pitching so well and showing so few ill effects of what was really a pretty terrifying moment on the, mat- or on the field. Um, you know, it's something that he thought might have ended this career that's already seen so many impressive comebacks. Uh, it was just sort of kind of typical, I think, and I think it's earned – maybe a little bit more respect uh, for Vogelsong out of the Pirates Clubhouse. As you saw, uh, you know, here in San Francisco, he's earned plenty of it throughout baseball and in, you know, in this city among this fan base. But I think, you know, adding another kind of obstacle to this sort of winding path uh, that he's taken through, you know, his baseball career, you know, just earned him a little bit more credibility in the Pirates Clubhouse. He calls it, uh, he called it the other day, he called it media guide stuff. You know, all the accomplishments, all the, uh, stops that he's made throughout his career and then you had overcoming or just a really uh, traumatic experience and I think it earns him you know a little bit more veteran status a little bit more respect and hopefully the the Pirates fan base feels that way as well because when you come here and you see how beloved he is you you know you kind of understand a little bit more about the guy he is and the story that he has so hopefully uh Pirates fans have gotten a sense of that and can uh kind of appreciate it themselves as well yeah a little more uh clubhouse cred if you will from his uh his teammates and from you know from a fan base uh, by and large. I mean, it's one thing to come back from, say, you know, uh, a torn ACL or, you know, elbow surgery or something along those lines, you know, a torn ligament, pulled hammy. But to go through something that he went through where, you know, literally a a ball comes at you at 90, 95 miles an hour, cracks you in the skull. I mean, the, the lingering mental effects from that is one thing. 
and then the physical rehab from that is a, is a completely other thing. So to recover from both of those aspects is a huge thing for Ryan Vogelsong. Great to see him back and healthy, and he picks up the win last night. A big reason why he got that win, Adam. Gregory Polanco, a huge night, drove in four, and he blasted one into McCovey Cove. And he actually batted uh, seventh last night, which uh, caught my eye because, as we talked about last week, he was briefly promoted to the cleanup spot in the order. Now, the numbers are uh, not great so far, batting in the four hole. It's a small sample size, but just 118, a homer and four RBIs. He's also whiffed six times. So uh, have the Pirates and Clint Hurdle kind of pulled the plug on this for good, or could we see Polanco batting cleanup once again? Was this kind of a, a one-time deal last night because Matt Moore was starting perhaps? Yeah, no, he's still the cleanup hitter against right-handers. What you saw last night was kind of an unusual bump even further down the order against the left-hander. Uh, and his, you know, After he was bumped up to the cleanup spot against righties, I think the next uh, time the left-hander started, he was batting fifth. And then after that, it was seventh. Uh, and then last night, you saw him batting eighth, or as Clint Hurdle called it, after he homebird and drove in four runs, double cleanup. So I don't think you'll see uh, him down in the eighth spot again. Hurdle really just likes the the matchup against Moore to try to get his right-handers more at-bats. And it actually paid off really well in the inning where they finally cracked him. They got you know, three straight singles against him, and Francisco Cervelli drew a walk, and it was four straight right-handers. So it paid off in multiple ways. I don't think you'll see Polanco batting eighth a whole lot, and I think you saw exactly why uh, last night. You know, the numbers in a, in a very small sample in the cleanup spot aren't great, but uh, you know he's pretty clearly uh, one of their best hitters, if not their best hitter right now. So... Yeah, that was more of just a one-time push down the lineup. Maybe he'll bring it back out against the lefty if there's a you know an extreme platoon split or whatever, but I don't think it's going to be a common thing going forward. I, of course, am still mastering this whole uh, counting thing. I had him batting seventh. You, of course, correct. He batted eighth. My one-year-old is trying to teach me uh, numbers, so I, I need a few <laughs> more lessons, and hopefully by next week I'll have this down cold. Uh, you know, when you, when you talk to hitters, Adam, about – where they bat in the lineup again, you know, Polanco, he's fourth one night, he's eighth the next. Uh, Josh Harrison batting leadoff again. He's been a, a great spark for this team. But I, I know that, you know, we and meaning, you know, we meaning the media and fans make a big deal out of it. You know, where does this guy bat in the lineup? Is it as big of a deal to the players themselves about batting order position or do we kind of make a little bit too much out of this sometimes? I think generally we probably make too much out of it, but there is something to be said for consistency, which is something that you want as a player in, a, in such a long baseball season where so much can change over the course of 162 games. It is kind of nice to come to the park and know, all right, I'm going to be batting here. You know, whether it's, you know, I'm going to be batting here against the right-hander, here against the left-hander, or just this is my spot in the order and you can't take it away from me. I think that kind of consistency is, is valued by most guys. But generally speaking, from a practical standpoint, I don't think lineup construction matters uh, quite as much as it's often cracked up to. I think sometimes it's important who you bat around, uh, you know, who's in front of you, who's behind you, stuff like that. But, you know, I don't know if Gregory Polanco is a different hitter in the cleanup spot than he is batting eighth, whether it's against a right-hander or a left-hander. So, you know, Clint Hurdle basically just tries to, to balance that aspect of it, the practical you know, this is where the lineup is most likely to be the most productive versus, all right, I need my players to kind of understand where they're going to be when they come to the park each day because it's one less thing for them to worry about. Yeah, it's a cool thing to research and look up on baseball reference, but in the end, I'm not quite sure how much of a difference it actually makes. Uh, good points there uh, by you, Adam. Uh, shifting gears a little bit, great story you had about Garrett Cole getting to meet uh, no less than Vin Scully. 
on Sunday morning. Cole, of course, a California kid, spent many a day and a night out listening to Vin on the call of uh, countless Dodgers games. Uh, were you there when uh, Garrett got to meet Vin Scully? And uh, if not, uh, what were his uh, you know, recollections of getting to meet a guy that he's probably idolized his whole life? No, I'm really sad I wasn't there to see it. Uh, you know, I don't think the Dodgers want a huge crowd getting around Vince Scully in his last season. You know, I don't think Vince Scully himself wants it to be about, you know, his farewell tour or whatever. So I was not there, but Garrett, you know, asked him to kind of recreate the whole thing. And it's funny because I, I was looking forward to meeting Vin as well, uh, something I've never done before. And Garrett kind of shared some of the things that I felt, which was, what do you ask him? What do you ask him that he's never been asked before, you know? Uh, that was kind of cool. He said he had some questions prepared, but they were all just sort of generic. I think you call them vanilla questions, which is kind of funny. Uh, you know, Garrett Cole is a very confident young man, doesn't get rattled a whole lot, but uh, he said he's been nervous to meet three people in his life, Derek Jeter, Nolan Ryan, and Vin Scully. Wow. Because he did grow up, you know, listening listening to his broadcast. He said he, he fell asleep listening to Dodgers uh, games on TV and the radio, which is another thing that he actually told Vin. And, uh, I think Ben had a pretty funny line that, uh, you know, that's been his contribution to society is curing insomnia. So it was really cool to see, you know, a guy like Cole, who is pretty well respected in this game already, just the reverence with which he spoke uh, about Ben Scully. It was a really neat kind of thing to, to talk to him about that. And Clint Hurdle met him as well, not for the first time, but as he said, he was, he was there to say hello and goodbye. Um, and he got assigned baseball. It's, you know, another thing that speaks to, to Ben's status in this game that Clint keeps two signed baseballs on his desk one from Jeter and one from Scully. So really just a cool moment. I think it's neat to, to be sort of the, the baseball fan or sports fan side of these guys who, who do it for a living, and that was definitely a really great example of that. It, it's sad that he's leaving the broadcast booth, but after uh, 67 years, I think he's earned a vacation. So we'll yeah. let that one go, uh, Vince Scully, as, uh, as great as they come. And uh, to wrap up here, uh, just to talk a little more about Garrett Cole, uh, he's been struggling, gave up 12 hits, Saturday before meeting Vin Scully, so maybe that visit lifted his spirits. But in the month of August, an ERA of exactly six, he had that complete game gem against the Mariners to close out July. But is this a blip? Is this concerning? What's your take on Garrett Cole's struggles right now? I think if there's any reason for concern, it's that that Dodgers lineup is was pretty well loaded with lefties who have given Cole quite a bit of trouble this season. You know, uh, he has a lot of a lot of hard pitches. You know, he has the fastball, he has the slider, and curveball kind of plays off of off of those two but he still hasn't really found a lot of comfort with the changeup, which is a pretty big weapon against lefties as we saw the next night when chad cool went out uh worked in you know his sinker slider and change up and held the dodgers uh you know, to much less offensive production just because he was able to work in that kind of off speed you know different look pitch and I think that might be something Cole has to kind of develop as he, you know, as he heads into the, you know, the stretch run of this season if he's going to be seeing a lot of left-handers because, you know, it's not that it, you know, he he can't get out lefties, but if he's just a tick off, you know, if he doesn't have his fastball or he doesn't have one of those two off-speed pitches, and it's going to be really hard to get out left-handers without a changeup. So, uh, something to maybe monitor as the season goes on. Generally, if Cole is on, uh, you know, he he like you said that complete game against Seattle, which also trotted out a lot of lefties. So. It's just kind of the difference between being on your game and slightly off your game. Uh, and that's, you know, a, a good lineup against, you know, with the platoon advantage can do that to anybody, especially, or, you know, even a pitcher like Garrett Cole. So not like cause for concern. I wouldn't, you know, uh, signal the alarms quite yet, but definitely something to monitor uh, down the stretch run of this season and going forward for Garrett. Yeah, no question there. And great stuff as always from our Pirates reporter, Adam Barry. Adam, 
Enjoy your stay out west, and we'll do it again at this time next week. In the meantime, Matt Wehmeyer signing off for MLB.com Extras, Pittsburgh Pirates. MLB.tv Premium, the number one live streaming sports service, is celebrating 13 years. Watch every out-of-market regular season game live or on demand in true HD. Real-time highlights, live look-ins, pitch tracking widget, and more. MLB.tv Premium includes a free At-Bat 15 subscription. Watch live baseball on over 400 mobile and connected devices. Watch at home, in the office, or on the go every night on every device. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Visit MLB.tv for details.